Today on the podcast, we're going to be hanging out with Zach Wild talking about his new Berserker Guitar Camp, which is his new lesson course. And we're going to be talking about Wild Audio, his brand of guitars. So let's get into it. Obviously, I have Zach here today. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about something cool and exciting, a little different. And we're going to talk about you're doing the Berserker Guitar Camp, but it's a course, but it's a camp. So what is it? <laughs> yes, it's a camp. We barbecue. We have a good time. It's, uh, we roast marshmallows. It's, it's a fun camping trip. You know, it's uh, and we got a bit of Friday the 13th in there. It's the whole campground of there. You know what I mean? It's whatever it is, lake, whatever it was. <laughs> but the whole thing is uh, now the guys, um, Al and his, and his team over at uh, the Riffard gang, they they were like, Zach, would you want to do, you know, because I, I'll post videos of solos I've played, whether it's No More Tears or anything like that. But I mean, uh, they were like, Zach, this way you could do breakdowns of them and, and the whole nine yards, you know, and then, and obviously, you know, instead of just doing single guitar lessons, you know what I'm saying? I mean, or just so this way we could just cover everything in one shot. I was like, yeah, sure, man. Whatever I ever, you know, when we had a break in between touring, cleaning the dog run, doing dishes and laundry, then we were able to fit in the video. You're an amazing guitar player. And I think that's probably the draw why they want to do this. But what I think is interesting for the end user, the student is you're a songwriter. So instead of deconstructing someone's music and then showing it to a student, which is how teachers have to teach, you can actually show them how you make music it's almost like a builder versus an architect. You're like, look, that's great that that's the theory of how it all works, but this is how, what do I apply? Where do I stop using theory? When do I start using feel? So that's what I'm curious about. Cause obviously I saw in your course, you're not only showing chords and scales and all the fundamentals that are important, but instead of like, this is how you squeal, it's kind of like, no, I'm going to break down songs. So show, yeah, talk well, about I mean, that. As opposed, I know what you're saying. Like a teacher would go, man, how, why did this idiot think of this? And then now I can say, <laughs> yes i'm an idiot and this is how i thought of it you know i mean it's kind of that that type of thing you know my, my guitar teacher leroy wright when i took lessons you know he would show me how to play sabbath stuff or zeppelin or if he would show me how to play highway to hell or anything like some acdc or whatever but but and then he would explain stuff like <clears throat> uh just like even the chord inversions in highway to hell like, da, 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 and he goes out that's it that's an actual d chord you know, I mean, but I only knew like a normal D chord, you know, on a second fret. And I, I didn't realize the F sharp on the bottom on the low E. And he goes, yeah, it's just a, it's just an inverted D chord. I was like, wow. And I mean, I've used that chord now in tons of songs, but, you know, just learning it from that. But then the breakdowns and understanding of why you're playing that chord and why it works. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, like, you know, I've always found it's just super interesting. Could you imagine what it's like if you could have had tapped into Jimi Hendrix's mind? If you could have tapped into these, you're, you know, you're an amazing artist that's accomplished so much. Imagine if you had this when you were, you know, younger. Oh, no, I, I think it's great. I mean, <clears throat> as far as like learning tools, yeah, without a doubt. Because, you know, with us, I mean, we had to learn it by the record there was no videos yeah. you know i mean that was a big deal when like you know the the starlick stuff came out and you know the bhs stuff came out i mean that was huge i mean to see the breakdowns like you said and i mean that this way you could the understanding and the of the why why it works and everything like that is a huge thing breaking down why somebody chose the chords they did 
why they stopped the way they did. In other words, stop like, why didn't they add more to it, right? I think that becomes a huge part. So when I was looking at your the reference material for your Berserker course, like I said, the first thing I noticed right away was this isn't the hot licks thing where it's like, hey, this is how I play super fast. And here's how you're going to practice shredding all day, which is, that's great stuff. We all needed it. But this is more like you're, we're going to get in your head a little bit, it feels like. Well, no, I mean, like, like you said, I mean, I enjoy posting the vids, you know, like on uh, social media and stuff like that, you know, whether it's solos or anything like that, or, you know, people will ask me, is that, can you put, post this solo or post that one or whatever, you know, so it's always fun posting them and stuff like that. But, uh, but like you said, obviously I never have time on the social media, you know, to break down the solos and go, no, this is, I'm connecting this scale here. And this is the reason why this thing works here. So with the, with the, the berserker camp thing, it just, it gives me an opportunity to do that. When you did the tour that you did with Steve I and all the other other great guitar players, did that kind of also change a little bit? Because normally when you're playing, that's a different crowd for sure, right? That's the cross arm dude crowd, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, I mean, but no, I mean, the whole thing is, I mean, like everybody, I mean, as far as like Ingbe, Steve, uh, Tosin, and Nuno, I mean, I, we always have a blast every time we go out and do that thing. So, I mean, the Gen X thing, but uh, yeah, I definitely always look forward to it. I mean, I remember Steve, we were sitting in the sub one day and just like listening to the Harris stories of the music business, you know, and the comedy. Right. Like Steve goes, I'm glad I put this thing together just for the stories alone. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, as far as like playing with all the guys, I mean, it's, um, I mean, it's definitely awesome. But like we were talking about, I was talking about it with uh, Al the other day. Like, I mean, each one of the fellas, the great thing about guitar is I could hear each one of them just play like two notes, basically one note, really. And you know who everybody is, you know what I mean? So, uh, but it was definitely, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, de definitely inspiring every night playing with the fellas for sure. So in this course, you're going to be doing scales, chords, solos, and breaking down songs. What are you most excited to share with people? For me, I mean, it was, it was basically just the breakdowns of all of, of, of everything. You know what I mean? Of just how, of, of the, you know, when we were putting together the solos, whether it was like, you know, Angel of Mercy, Stillborn, No More Tears, Mama, and stuff like that. It's just, uh, it's just always fun breaking it down and making it as simple as possible. But, yeah. but always explaining why, why things are the way they are. You know, because my guitar teacher, Leroy Wright, he used to show me, you know, it'd be like car parts sitting all over the place or looking at a watch and the inner workings of a watch. And it's just like, you got to be kidding me. What, what does all this do? You know, well, and it's like, well, it all it all needs to be in there. You know, it's like I'm leaving a couple pieces out. It's like, uh, I don't know if it's going to work. You know what I mean? But it's just, uh, no, and explaining like, you know, an E minor scale pentatonic where it connects and then like, all the licks you can do down on the on the first, you know, on the third fret with open strings and everything where it's like, oh, okay, well, I see how it works now. You know what I mean? So it's just the the inner workings of it is is what I just always find the most interesting. And I always thought it was great with my, you know, my guitar teacher, Leroy, I would always, whether I was learning Stairway to Heaven, the solo, whatever, he would show the breakdowns of why it works the way and the scales that connect to it. And, you know, training your ear as well. So when you hear an open strings, you hear open chords, you can, you can hear them, you know? So it's just, uh, 
I mean, but that's just a matter of time and just speaking language. Because you're kind of like dissecting your own stuff. So did you ever like have a moment where you're like, wow, I never thought about why I did this or wow, I never noticed I always do this or something like that? I mean, I mean, for me, that I mean, the obviously, like, oh, wow, moments. I mean, a breakthrough moments. I remember when I first started playing would be, you know, for anyone that's just starting out on this course or whatever. But it's just like, I remember when I learned back in black, the lick, like I was like, that was like a major breakthrough knowing that. And then, uh, you know, of, of just, you know, and it's a pentatonic, like, but like how it works an octave higher and then how it works lower. And it's like, that's, this is what that lick is. And it's just like, it works on that pentatonic scale. It's like, oh, okay. So now I know how, now I'm starting to put things together and how the reason why things work, you know, because otherwise, otherwise you're just looking at the fretboard and it's just a complete mess. You know what I mean? So this way you understand where you where scales going, this and that, and it just you break down when you're trying to figure things out and learn. And then, you know, just for your own thing when you're writing. Now in this course, are you going to be talking about any techniques as well? Is it going to be like, you know, because you obviously you have some very noteworthy techniques. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously you talk about vibrato, talk about, you know, obviously picking and, and things like that. And, you know, obviously the pinch harmonics and everything like that, the way you're doing, but uh, but yeah, we go through all that you know, in the whole thing, you know, I mean, like, yeah, it's all in there for sure. I mean, like you said, vibrato, you could teach everybody. I mean, that's a beautiful thing about vibrato. I mean, everybody, you could teach the technique, but everyone has their own, their own way of doing it. You know I mean? Between Ingve, Steve, Tosin, and Nuno, they, they all have four completely different vibratos. You know what I mean? I mean, cause it's, it, it really does bring out your personality. So it is that's the beautiful thing about the instrument about guitar well you know stringed instruments you know what i mean so but uh yeah without a doubt just you know talking about all that stuff you know like like we said the pinch harmonics vibrato everything like that i've only had two real moments in my life when i started playing guitar pre this is all of course the pre the internet pre the videos right when you could buy the 49.95 videos at the end of the guitar magazine yeah, totally. It was first was the first time I heard Ingve play. I heard fast. I heard Paul Gilbert. So that wasn't what blew me away when I was listening to it. What was tr tricking my brain was I didn't understand how come I couldn't hear his pick hit the string when he was doing the volume thing. And this is before you couldn't just like now go and Google it and go, oh, that's how he's doing it. You would just sit there and listen to it for probably what felt like 20 hours straight a day going, what am I hearing? Why can't I hear? Why can't I mimic what's going on? Because I couldn't see it. The second time happened to me was you. The first time I heard you squill, I'm like, I'd seen a squill, but I'm like, why the hell is it so fucking thick? Like what happened here? And you would just listen to it. And I, and the reason why I talk about this for your course is that's someone who, that's me going in an experience at a time with actually with you, which is why it's kind of funny going, Yeah, I can't I hear what he's doing. And I didn't know, you know, things you didn't know. I didn't know the guitar was down tuned, you know, right. I didn't know. Yeah, not how, right. And, and that's why I said, so I get excited that a next generation, a younger generation and even an older generation, right. Is now going to get and see these things, not just a video of clip of you doing it, but maybe a discussion about it. Or like I said, what prompted you to do it? How did you perfect it? Um, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a cool time instead of the, Hey, I think for the next two weeks, I'll just make myself nuts trying to figure out what he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, like you said, I mean, I, I just, I just had a good time doing it in, in regards that, you know, it, it affords me the time to be able to break things down, 
you know, so uh, and explain it. Because uh, obviously when I posted things on social media and stuff like Instagram and, you know, Facebook and Twitter and stuff like, you know, just the solos or whatever. I mean, obviously it's whatever that solo is, a minute or two minutes or whatever the solo is. But I'm not sitting on there breaking it down, showing you how to do it. You know, I mean, it's just just not enough time, you know. But so, I mean, obviously, so this, you know, the Berserker Camp thing just gave me enough. It, it afforded me to be able to do that. If you don't mind, I'd like to talk about Wild Audio. One of the things I love about your guitars and your philosophy when it comes to figuring out what really matters, and this is my opinion, of course, everybody likes to talk about the magic, the smoke, the mirrors, but you were the one first one that's like, look, man, this is my pickup. This is important. This is a speaker. This is important. Those are very important, powerful things in the way someone shapes a sound, not in the- I mean, even, even down to tubes and everything like that, man, for sure. I mean, without a doubt. I mean, you know, I remember with my, with my uh, Marshall JCM 800s, I remember at the time we had the EL34s in it. I'd never really thought much about, you know, you, you put your tubes in, you know, I mean, when they're, when they're wearing out. But uh, as I remember is, um, I guess the tubes got smashed one night and then uh, just in the bus, one of the heads fell or whatever. So we had to get new tubes put in. And, and I guess, the guy that put the tubes in only had like 65, 50 groove tubes and he put them in there. And I, I didn't know. I, Andy, I just plugged in and I, I was like, man, it sounds like so much thicker. What uh, am I going through a different cabinet? He said, no, no, the, the tubes got smashed last night. So I had to have them. All he had was these 65, 50s. He didn't have EL34s. So I was like, I, I mean, the, note, <clears throat> the, the difference was beyond noticeable how much thicker it was. And then, you know, Obviously, the same thing with the EMG pickups. I remember, uh, you know, having um, one of my guitar students had, uh, obviously, back before Oz, had, you know, a little, like, a Fender Mustang or something. Or a Fender Jag or a Fender. No, I think it was, like, a Mustang. Real thin body and everything like that. And I had my Les Paul. And I remember I, I had just my stock pickups in there. And all I remember is... Uh, you know, he plugged into my Marshall Blues Breaker. I had my combo. He plugged into that. And it sounded, he had EMGs. And it sounded like somebody took a moving blanket and moved it off the speakers. I was just like, wow, that's what that amp's supposed to sound like. It's things like that that definitely add to your sound. You know what I mean? It was just like with King Edward, how we used the Bariac. You know, I mean, that's an important part of his sound. Right. You know, it's not just a stock Plexi Marshall. It, it, that's not what it is. It, you know, it's like having a distortion. You know, he's using the Bariac like a distortion pedal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, you know, even even the same thing with me. I mean, you know, like when we're using uh, with my 800s and everything like that and my wild audio head, you know, it's it's a clean sound until, you know, you put that distortion pedal on that gives you that extra gain. You know, but it'd be like somebody not having that distortion pedal and going, where's that get all the sustain from? I, you know, I got the same amp, but I, it's like, well, you need the pedal. I mean, that's right. an important part of the sound. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but it, without a doubt, I mean, it all goes into, it definitely, all these ingredients go into making the soup for whoever it is, whether it's David Gilmore, whether it's Eddie Van Halen, whether it's Randy Rose, whether it's Dimebag, whether it's, all the guys, you know, they have all these ingredients that go into that soup that make it happen. 
you know, I mean, aside of the playing, you know, I mean, obviously we know they're all great players, but I mean, it's just like, uh, without, without all those ingredients that you want to use in the soup, it, that's what makes the soup, you know, it'd be like having a chicken tortilla soup and, you know, it's missing Tabasco and cilantro and the sour cream. You're like, kind of like, what's it missing? It's like, it's missing a lime juice too. It's like, oh, well, yeah, because all those ingredients are what makes the soup, you know? One thing I, what I appreciate about when you came out with your line of guitars was they were very focused on, like, instead of like, this exotic wood does this magical thing, it was like, these are the pickups that sound good. This is the construction and consistency that matters. Um, like, you focused, every time I've heard you talk, it's always focused on consistency, every guitar being good. For me, it would, as far as the construction of the guitar, just go with woods that you know. I mean, because I, you know, I love all the whole process of the guitar builds and, you know, checking out all exotic guitars and everything like that. It's always awesome. But, uh, but I mean, usually the woods that, you know, I mean, it's obviously mahogany, ebony, maple, rosewood, you know, I mean, these are tried and true woods that just always sound great. There we go. This is a new one. We'll be using this guy out on the road right now and breaking this sucker in. So, yeah, you got, uh, same thing here. You got, you know, maple neck, ebony fretboard, you know, and you got quilted maple up here. So, an alder body, but you know, or otherwise you use mahogany. So, but yeah, just keep it simple, man. But it is, it is fun using all different types of woods, though. I love those inlays. People are just like, Zach, what does it say? I go, it's actually a, it's, if you decipher it, it's the, it's a secret recipe for the best chicken piccata you'll ever have in your life <laughs> it's dario father dario gave me his recipe and that's what the ruins say if you if you put them but we didn't put them in order so the whole thing is you have to break down each one of the each one of the fret markers you know because we didn't put them in order we let it remain a mystery all right zach thank you so much for spending some time with us today man i gotta go get to the locker and go get my fishnets my stilettos my rouge and my eyeliner for the big show all right. Well, now I really want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> and I explained that in the Berserker Guitar Camp as well. You have a great day. Take care, brother. All right. All right. Thank you.